Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Pretty rainy morning, baseball in uh, peril from a uh, today standpoint. We'll mention a couple things about that in a second. Uh, we'll talk some SEC uh, football, some um, playoff stuff today. Matt Luke stepping down at Georgia yesterday's offensive line coach. Those are the main topics. Uh, a little bit of NIL as well, something that um, – Played into yesterday's conversation. Wanted to wanted to hold it. Wanted to uh, talk about that today. So that and more coming up on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Still trying to give you ten bucks for free. You can do that by going to any Blue Sky location in Mississippi. Take a picture of the QR code right there on the pump. It'll open up the Exxon Mobile app. Thousand points. Thousand points equals ten dollars. There with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Lunch specials five sixty nine. Two sides bread. Thirty two ounce drink. There in Oxford, let them take care of your ribs, chicken, a lot of different options there inside the convenience store with the blue sky. And again, can take from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. That number, you call it, you ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's really that simple. You're going to get the quote. And the rest of it is kind of up to you. You can shop that quote around elsewhere, of course. It's your prerogative. Or you can do what I've done. Uh, what I would encourage you to do, and that is make Clark Ford your car dealership where you get your vehicle, and uh, you'll love the service. You'll love the product, of course. Uh, Corey wants to take care of you, and uh, you'll find out what that means when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. be a great place tonight. You're just looking for a place to watch um, – SEC basketballs, a couple of games on tonight. Arkansas at Florida is probably that that headliner at six. Want to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizer, uh, have a have a beer. Great bar selection. The whole deal there at Rafters on the Square in Oxford, and also Rafters in New Albany. So baseball is scheduled for today at four o'clock against Arkansas State. The outside conditions are making that a very 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 doubtful, um, and and it gets worse as the day moves on. Actually, right now it's somewhat okay. But later on today, not so much. So. Well, the hourly forecast, if you look at it, and I have. Around three, it gets pretty ugly, right? Two. Yeah, because I've been watching it because Caroline's been talking about coming home and they're expecting ice and stuff up there. So I've been watching weather pretty closely over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, I'm getting the hourly. So the hourly forecast, starting at 3 o'clock, it's 57% chance of storms. 76 at 4, 81 at 5, 93 at 6, 92 at 7. And it never gets below 81% until 11 p.m. So, I mean, realistically, they're not playing today. 
Yeah. Mike will probably not like me saying that <laughs> eight twelve in the morning, but I don't work for Mike, so I can yeah. say what I'd like. Um, I I don't like their chances to play today. I'll put yeah. it that way. Um, if they don't play today, they are most almost certainly going to try to play tomorrow um, and go ahead and stay on schedule from not having a makeup game later in the year. You, you you like to play a lot more midweeks early and then kind of stop once conference play gets full into 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 tilt, especially not have two in a week because just pitching and different things. You don't really want a lot of those five-game weeks late in the year. Uh, so they'll try to play tomorrow. Arkansas State, obviously, is only a little under three hours away. They have plenty of time to make a decision and not get on the bus and get over here. And I mean, they need to make sure that they're not going to trap them here for a day. So probably tomorrow is my guess. Maybe even a little earlier in the day. I don't know. I hate to speculate on that. But I think we'll have a final answer sometime, probably in the next hour and a half, frankly, maybe even while we're still on the podcast. They were supposed to make a decision pretty uh, – Pretty 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 which, early today. Which tells you they've already made the decision. They just haven't announced. They're working semantics. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to play at two thirty, four, four thirty, five. I mean, tomorrow's What's some not, class schedules. What yeah. time works? Hey, tomorrow's not a sure thing, but it's a much better. It's like forty percent tomorrow, and then we're back to pretty bad on Thursday too, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not going to play a game on Thursday. But. So tomorrow, it's forty percent chance, sixty uh, percent chance tomorrow night. Then Thursday, 70% chance, 90% chance Thursday night. And then it clears out for the weekend. I have uh, 50 on Friday, 49 on Saturday, 52 on Sunday. Okay. So this weekend's okay? Appears to be. Yeah. From a rain standpoint? Yeah. There's no real mention of rain. Okay. We'll talk football in a second. Uh, up at RebelGrove.com, um, I wrote a story on bunting this morning, which kind of seems a little boring, but I thought it was relevant because Ole Miss did sacrifice bunt on Sunday, something that they only did three times all of last season. Um, Mike said that, frankly, he did it just to see if they could as much as anything. Um, said he would like to have a few guys that he knew had done it in games for if they needed in late-game situations as the year progressed. And it's, it's one of those things where <sighs> – I guess this is more of a beat writing thing. I was about to say a journalism thing, but a beat writing thing. You think something is true, and you look it up, and it actually proving to be true is a really good feeling versus when you look it up and go, yeah, the stats aren't showing that whatsoever, actually. The SEC as a whole is not bunning very much compared to past years. It's a trickle down to Major League Baseball is, is what it is. Because I basically the the short answer of it, and you can, again, you can read it at com. I'm not going to point out the whole story, but – the run expectancy of Major League Baseball drops most of the time when you are bunting. Um, it's Give not it out away. Yes, you're not. It's not apples to apples to college baseball for myriad reasons. But one of the main one thing being is that Major League Baseball players are much better at actually bunting than college baseball players. There's also a high failure rate in college baseball from a bunting standpoint. And if you if you sacrifice and screw up the sacrifice, well, then you are even you know that's even worse than than anything else. So. Um, the the stat that was interesting to me, I will read this again just to kind of tease the story a little bit. I'm listening. I just, yeah, you're fine. Is that last year, um, or sorry, not last year, in 2014, going here to it real quick, let me find it. I, I, did, I found this really, really interesting. Very interesting. In 2014, there were 644 total sacrifice bunts among league teams. So the 14 teams in 2014, they sacrificed a total of 644 times. Last year, that number was down all the way to 237. So, I mean, we're talking a third almost of the sack bunts from 2014 to 21 from a league-wide standpoint because Vanderbilt led the league last year in, in sacrifice bunts at 33. 
that would have ranked 12th in 2014. Uh, so it's just been a huge, huge decrease. Ole Miss, the most – Frankly, you know, Mike for years kind of had like the internet reputation of being a bunner, and he's not. Over, since 2014, Ole Miss has only bunted in the top half of the league one time, and that was sixth in 2019 or 17 or something like that. So, I mean, Ole Miss is not a bunting team. When you have a deep and balanced lineup, you're even going to bunt less. I think there's two or three dudes that he's going to have for late-game situations. The one stat that I wish I had, and I don't know it, is – it was all based off run expectancy, meaning number of runs expected in the inning if you were bunting or not bunting. In a late-game situation where you only need one run, I couldn't find a stat where one run scores. Like Because at that point, two and three and four runs is irrelevant. Just the stat on, okay, no, this is the percentage of time that one run scores. And I, I don't know. I mean, I do think there is value to, you know, the – you needing one run and it's first and second, no outs on the bottom of the night. I'll at least play that game with you, but for the most part, coaches have completely shot away from 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 that. For the most I would part. never bunt, ever, ever, no matter what. Even need one run to win a game and the leadoff guy gets a double. I don't mm -hmm. bunt. I don't bunt. Does it matter on who's at the plate? No, I don't bunt. I'm giving an out away, so if he bunts him over to third, and now the next guy strikes out. Yes. I minimized it. You did, yes. And with pitchers so much better now, so many guys throw hard, which leads to strikeouts. I just don't do it. And I'm in minority on that. I just don't do it. I don't ever give an out away in today's baseball with so much about power and strikeout. And it's just giving an out away. I'd rather have three dudes have a shot at a hit. Because one hit's going to score it 90% of the time. Yeah. Especially in college. And if it doesn't score it, then I'll stop him at third. And I'm first and third, nobody out. And now they're going to go walk the next guy to load the bases and set up a force play at every spot, and I'm going to have three shots at it. And I didn't have to give a bunt away. Yeah. And frankly, I don't even remember the three times I did it last year. I don't think it was ever – the one thing that Mike has changed, frankly, is that he used to bunt early in games, and that would drive me insane. The early game bunt, I mean, absolutely makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, it was – you know, I've used it as evidence of potential tightness back in 09 because in game one against Virginia in that Super Regional, he – Jordan Henry started the game with a, with a double, and they let Logan Power, who was hitting second, hit, and he hit a home run. They went up 2 nothing in the first inning. A day later, the same exact thing happened. Jordan Henry started the game with a double. Mike bunted him over to third, and they scored the run. But I went, hmm, yeah, that was, yes, yeah, that, you know. And the argument would be, well, you know, we had Pomeranz on the mound, we're trying to get his man. No, I don't know. Just play, just play, just play. Just just first play. inning, just play. Yeah, don't don't chase runs when you're not chasing runs. I mean, you're yeah. just hitting at that yeah. point. I mean, that's the, the interesting thing. So, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> You're probably like a not punt guy too. You're going for you're going for a lot of fourth downs. Uh, going for more than maybe you would have used to. Probably yeah. Analytics yeah. showing that yeah, analytics shows probably the thing to do. Depending on the sit that's more situational. Early in the game, probably not. Like with the Bengals, I would have punted in the first quarter. Yeah, you did not like that fifty yard line no, go for it right there. But I had more faith in the Bengals defense than a lot of people, which was proven accurate over the course of that game. Oh, that's true. I thought the Rams would struggle. Thought the first drive had shown that the Rams were going to struggle to run the football. So yeah, I would have pinned him back a little. Stafford sometimes forces things. I'd have given him an opportunity to make a mistake. 
it's not quite time yet, but I know your your Cubs fandom has been kind of all over the place. Where are you like on draft and stuff? Are you as obsessed as you were two or three no, years ago? Not, not even a little bit. I mean, I'm not convinced there's going to be a season. Right. You think the whole thing is in trouble? Yeah. I mean, look. I, mean, I don't want to make it about me, but I've been a, I mean, I've been a Cubs fan since I was a little boy. And if there's no season, kind of done. It's worse than 94. Oh, happens absolutely. Because it's healthy in 94. It's not healthy yeah, right and now. And the game's really not been healthy since 94, if you yeah. think about it. They've had moments. But, I mean, they've already delayed the start of spring training. The season, obviously, isn't going to start on time. In today's environment, if you don't have April and May to get rolling with baseball, is anyone going to pay attention if you start in June? And I don't know that the national conscience has realized just how in peril it is. Because I noticed, even over the weekend, you had some national media, some talking heads that typically never major league people who really follow the pro game, who almost were kind of championing, championing college baseball over the weekend. I went, oh, that's not a good sign. Because you all you don't they're, give two craps about college baseball. Ass. You're going, hey, they're the only thing playing, and it's whatever right. and whatever. And, hey, this is – it almost signaled to me, oh, this thing's really in trouble. This is – this the, is the, the two sides can't they, – they're, they're not even trying. Well, they won't budge. Yeah. The two sides won't budge. They both have terrible leadership. Do they not both see what a strike does? I don't – I think sometimes you can be so in – so close to the ground. I mean, you are cutting your freaking head off. But, you know, you can see something at – when you sit up in the press box, right, you can see the game – in a way that's probably different if you're playing left guard. Sure. I think they're playing left guard right now. They're just right there in it, and they just hate each other. And that's a big part of it, too, is that they just – it's a divorce court mm-hmm. where the guy sitting in row six goes, all right, what they ought to do is – right, and you can just solve it. And they don't like each other. It's time to move on. But, you know, they need to take care of this and this and this. They're so wrapped up in hating each other that they can't get anywhere, and they don't trust each other at all. The owners don't trust the players. The players detest the owners. They have a problem, and they're nowhere near it. I mean, they sat down last week, and the meeting lasted 15 minutes. Now, they met yesterday, I think, for two and a half hours. So obviously, They did. Obviously, something, someone said. They had a more substantive well, they need hand-raised guy. I mean, seriously, we joke about it, but they need somebody in the back of that room who's not affiliated with either group that goes, hey, you guys know everybody loses, right, if you don't play. You guys know you don't get any money. You guys, players, you don't get shit. And most of you are already broke because you went broke in the minor leagues. So you're going to have to give a little. I don't know. We'll see. I would be the guy that goes, did you guys watch the NFL playoffs? That would be me. I would I would say, did you guys, did, did you watch this? Do you see the NFL news cycle? Aaron Rodgers puts out an Instagram today, and it will be the topic of conversation throughout TV world. And you can make fun of that all you want, but that's a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers who puts out sort of a cryptic, goodbye-ish sort of topic, and it's going to be the topic of conversation. The, the NFL scouting combine. Young men in shorts and tight T-shirts are going to run in a straight line, and, and everyone's going to watch it. 
We're in trouble. That's what I would say. But they they don't seem to think that way because baseball locally, like, you know, the the Rangers do well in the Metroplex. Yeah, sure. And so everyone goes, oh, see, the game's healthy. Okay. Yeah, it's a very regional sport. You know, okay. You can't argue with them. You can't. Go find so, so here's your but here's your focus group, right? Go find a bunch of high school kids and say name ten athletes. Name ten athletes. They're gonna name football players, Chase. They're gonna name basketball players. They're they're not going to name baseball players. De- not even devil's advocate, just my thought. If it's if it's if you can make it really helpfully healthy in your individual markets, you get the T V money on the local sure. stuff. Does it matter? Might not. And if that's the is case, it just who you are now? And that might be what the owners are saying. The owners might be going, hey, we're good. And if we don't have to pay you, we don't have to pay you. We'll wait this thing out. They know the players eventually will be so desperate for money that they'll give in because that's what history says. Fans be damned. I, I think the assumption of the owners is, and maybe they're right, is that the fans will watch. The fans will come because what else the hell are you going to do? Maybe they're right. I don't know. We'll see. But if you lose young people now, the way the life thing works, you don't typically get them back. The 17-year-old kid that stops watching baseball doesn't typically start watching it at 27. They flip to other stuff. ESPN citing sources said tweaks made to the offer, but still very far apart on both sides. Yeah. They spent... A total of five hours in the boardroom, but a lot of that was in their individual caucuses, not all necessarily at the same table. Yeah. No, they, they have a hard time sitting at the same table. I mean, I think the divorce court thing is a legitimate comparison. Man. If you could take the man and the woman out of the room and just let sense sit there and go, okay, well, here's how we ought to do this. This way he's okay, and this way she's okay, and let's do this, and they could probably get it done. And then you bring them back into the room and it's like, no, no, you, do you remember that? And it's just done. <laughs> Where are they meeting? Where are these I don't meetings? know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter, Florida. Oh, okay. I was going to say New York, but yeah, Jupiter, Florida, Florida apparently. makes more sense. Yeah. And the offices overlooking the Springfield with the Cardinals and Marlins train. Oh, that is, that is where they are. You think they look out on that empty field and go, Hey, don't need this to stay empty. The uh, Juwan Howard gets five, what, what amounts to a five-game suspension yesterday. Um, the rest, rest of the regular seasons. Did they do anything to the players yet? I have not seen anything. Okay. No, if so, I have not. I have not noticed that. You think they're just going to sweep that one away? I don't know. It's but, not getting the talk because of Juwan. Yeah, but it's a weird precedent if you don't do anything. Thought it was about right. It's going to be an interesting telecast. One of the I don't know if it's Saturday or not. They have a national CBS game against Illinois. Michigan does. Yeah. And one of these I'm kind of curious what that looks like from a broadcast standpoint what they discuss. I don't know. It's one of those dorky things I'm kind of kind of wondering about. So Here's the other baseball thing that mm-hmm. I'll say. And I don't know how many people noticed it cuz a lot of people aren't geeky like I am, but I followed that Tyler Skaggs Eric K trial pretty closely. And anybody who did had to look at it and go, boy, is drug use that prevalent in baseball? 
are the clubs just turning a blind eye to it? The answer is probably yes and yes. The answer is yes. So I just, I don't know. You know, kind of, people don't have a great taste in their mouth about it right now. It's it's a PR nightmare all the way. Because while, yeah, like you said, I mean, Die Hard's kind of new, some of the culture in, in the clubhouses from a, from a drug standpoint, it getting out publicly, even though it hasn't really picked up the national level, just because baseball is not picking up national level on anything, and the lockout and everything, it's 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 bad. It's uh, it, it, it it's rough. Yeah, so. I think it is. I think it's I think it's a bad look. I mean, I know the fifteen year old in my house. We've always gone to trips. And he's like, hey, let's instead of doing that, let's wait and go to an NFL game or let's go see a basketball game or let's go do something to- totally different. Kind of you lose people. There's a lot of alternatives out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be my fear, right? I mean we talked about that with college football, right? If you if people stop going to the games and they discover that hey, home is kind of cool. Kind of cool. Well, it's hard to get them back. Yeah. And so you lose baseball people and they do something different. The guy that instead of the guy that's got, I don't know, Tigers tickets says, you know what? Screw it. I'm a, I'll am use this money and maybe I'll get Pistons tickets. And then suddenly the Pistons are good. And his kid goes, hey, Cade Cunningham. Woo. And it's over. Mm-hmm. We will talk some football in a second. Stuff that will definitely have relevance on uh, on Ole Miss as the years move on. And more before we do that, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. What you do is if you're thinking about a trip, you just get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387. Or I'll send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. They've got a delicious menu featuring uh, euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, all of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by uh, Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Uh, what are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact service specialist employment agency they're the oldest employment agency in mississippi they recruit in all industries remember there's nothing to lose by reaching out no cost to you as a candidate everything is kept confidential and you can reach them at 662-832-5138 
And we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. JohnstonHillCreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Or you can email them at cheese at JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Still a few more days left to take advantage of their king cakes. It's the last full week to order before the cutoff on Fat Tuesday. They have three sizes. They have uh, the mini, the small, and the large. Cinnamon, lemon curd, pecan, uh, praline, and cheesecake flavor options. You can call or email to pre-order. They just need 24-hour notice. They also have the do-it-yourself king cake kits available. I know kids like that. I've done one with Carly Ann before. Pretty good thing there as well. So johnstonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Let's see. So, again, we we teased it. Didn't really tease it. We kind of gave you the main cliff notes. Everybody probably saw this. All the... uh, the working committee or whatever the group's called, they uh, come out and said that there would be no college football playoff expansion prior to 2026, which is when kind of the first deadline has been anyway. Um, they were trying to get it done sooner than that um, that mark. And it wasn't that they were going to give a temporary one and then change it for 2026. They were trying to just move up the date and do one continuous from that point. Yeah. And is this complete – is this a complete final answer, or is this a negotiating tactic to any extent, in your opinion? I don't know. It kind of sounds pretty final. I mean, I'm sure this is the part we're going to get to. Sankey sort of sounds like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done wasting my time. And that is the point, because Sankey, he's told him nonstop, I really don't have a ton of care here. Just pick something. All right, let's do the 12 teams. Let's get on with it. Let's get, let's get moving. I think in his mind, he's been completely open to whatever when he has – he has the least to lose, no matter. But he can gain more sure. in different ways than any of them. But of he has course. nothing to lose in any of them. The SEC's winner is going to get in or whatever, and it is what it is that it is. Here's the final line on it, though, right? I don't have to finalize the conversation. I know we're going to circle back. But what really bugs me, and I think I said this yesterday, maybe it was on G-Pits, I can't remember, sure. is you can't say, on one hand, we're in this for the student-athlete. We're in this for the student-athlete experience. When the NCAA tournament, if you've ever been, every commercial in-house is about, oh, the NCAA experience. And so much of it is about postseason tournaments, right? You're taking eight teams full of football players. So eight times, let's just say 80 for simple math, is 640. That's correct. You're taking away every year for the next four years. You're taking away... 640 postseason experiences yeah. over four years. That's roughly 2,500. That's correct. Uh, postseason experiences. Do you care about the experience or do you not? Which is it? I mean, which is it? Which, which do you care about the experience or do you not? And then from a money standpoint, it's a freaking no brainer. Do you think college football playoffs would would get big TV numbers? I'm guessing yes. And it's why when I read Staples' thing, I don't know if he was just simply spitballing. I don't know if somebody put a bug in his ear. Typically, there are bugs in ears when opinions like this get thrown out there. Sure. Um, Because... Well, Sankey, when he gets the call from Staples or Dellinger or somebody who's got a massive audience, he he does the show. 
does the does the pod or the interview yeah. or whatever. Takes the call. Yeah, of course. Because Staples on Saturday wrote this. This is what's interesting about it to me because I feel like he wrote something and then heard something and then came back because okay. typically he's not coming back. Okay. He writes, it might just be frustration, an empty threat by the SEC to take its ball and go home. At the end of the day, a 12-team college football playoff still benefits the SEC more than a four-team college football playoff does. The league could get three or four teams in some years, and the variation among the above-average programs means much of the league could make the college football playoff over time. Sure. Which is the key to me. It's why, at the end of the day, unless what I'm about to read is something that actually is possible, the 12-team ben- playoff benefits the SEC innumerably more than a 14 playoff does because it gets more teams involved. It gets more playoff. It gets more fan bases involved. And it strengthens your entire league when you can sure. go, hey, over a 12-year period, nine of our teams made the college football playoff. Of course. I mean, it's a no-brainer. That's the Sure. It gets all Miss involved. It gets basically every damn body involved other than maybe Vanderbilt to some extent. That's why the NFL is so popular. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you made, you made the tournament. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Yeah. Let's do it. You feel like you have a shot. Sure. So – that's where the logic breaks down on Sankey going, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna blackball this or take my ball and go home. Basically, he's saying I'm just pissed off at you guys because you're idiots. I think he's tired of it yeah. more than he's pissed off. I right. think he's just like, this is stupid. I mean, you guys aren't helping, so why am I even doing this? Yeah. Why do I keep flying to Dallas every Yeah, I fly to Dallas and I sit sit here and – Listen to you guys bloviate. And, and drink coffee and go sit here and listen to this, and I think this is stupid. He's, he's the guy that's saying, we can get this done tomorrow. Literally. Let's do it. And they're like, no, we can't. And they're mad. They're mad at the SEC. And he's like, hey, look, I mean, we're the king. F it. It'd be literally like NASCAR going, you know, we, we're mad at the NFL. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it – yes, if you have a 12-team playoff, the SEC is going to put four or five teams in. Yes. They are. It's a strong league. It's a deep league. There aren't – I mean, if you look at the SEC today, and you said ten-year window with the twelve-year with the twelve-team plan, how many teams in the SEC would you go? They have no chance. Let's do it that way. How many teams in the sixteen-team SEC at Oklahoma and Texas? And I said you have a ten-year window to make the playoffs one time. How many of those teams have no chance? One. One. And that's the strength of the league. One. One. Because if someone goes, oh, South Carolina, you going to bet against South Carolina for 10 years to make the top, not make the top 12 one time? Yeah. One time. It's all you got to do. One time. One time and you lose. You're going to bet against Tennessee? I'm not. You're going to bet against Ole Miss? Not me. I mean, in, maybe with one game difference or maybe hell anyway. I mean, Ole Miss would have done it three times over the last 10 years. 14, yeah. 15, 21. I mean, here's a crazy example, right? Look at Arkansas last year. Let the two-point play in Oxford go the other way, and they'd be in the 12-team mix. Arkansas. Yeah. So you, who are you betting against? I, I, I'll bet against Vanderbilt. That's it. Yeah, sure. I'm not betting against Kentucky right now. Kentucky's been on the fringe of 12 for a couple of years. Auburn's made it. Alabama and Georgia are givens. You going to bet against Florida? You going to bet against Oklahoma? Not me. The next closest one. Ten years ago, Missouri was like third in the country. Yeah, I was going to say the next it's closest Missouri. one would be Missouri. and mm. Yeah, just once. Not not continually. If you or told anything, me I had once. to bet against two, they'd be the second one. After that, I wouldn't feel good about it at all. Got to make it one time. And so if you make it one time, 
that is your postseason narrative. Hey, we made the playoffs. Yeah, and Grimes, he's making two good points here. First, leagues are all caught up in revenue sharing. They want the same amount of money as everybody else and all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, it's – Sure. It, not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that. It, sorry. And then, two, they're scared to death of this SEC getting five in and then having all of the final six or all of the final four or sure. whatever. But you're cutting your own nose off. You have no chance right now. At least to get you, it gives your second team a chance to get in the damn thing. Well, it's like, the Pac, it's the Pac-12 uh, argument, right? Which is which is the one. Oregon that, and Utah. I mean, it like, blows me away, right? In a four-team playoff, you're never getting in. Like if you're Stanford, for example, you're never getting in. You gotta go thirteen and zero. But if you had a twelve-team, hey, that October eighteenth stumble at Arizona State didn't kill you. You're okay. You're okay. You're Utah. You're going to make the tournament. And they'd have been in the tournament. Yeah, and they would have hosted a game. The eyes of the nation would have been on Salt Lake City. How often does that happen in college football? Not very often. Why would you not want that? If you're the Big Ten, why would you not want that? You're Iowa. Iowa's never making the top four. They'd make the top 12. They'd have a shot. That's the part that blows me away is if you're the Big Ten, right, and you're sitting there in your meeting and you go, how many schools in our – how many teams are in the Big Ten now? I lose count. 14? 15? 14. I don't know. know. Whatever. How many schools in the Big Ten over a 10-year period wouldn't have a shot to get in at least once? Not many. Not many. I mean, it'd be a few more. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – I'm not. I'm, bet, I'm going to bet against Illinois and I'm going to bet against – bet against Rutgers. 14. 14. I'm probably going to bet against Maryland. But Penn State would have a real shot. Michigan, of course. Ohio State, of course. Michigan State, yep. I mean, there'd be a list of them. Illinois, Indiana. I mean, I mean Indiana did it in 21, yeah, but most. But, uh, but yeah. That's one you're betting against. Not so. betting against Minnesota? Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State. Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, Wisconsin. God, it just makes me feel so warm inside. Oh, just, all oh, the, I just like glowing. All yeah. the Midwest feel there as we oh, rattle off. The, that Rutgers-Purdue game on a Saturday oh, morning at 11 o'clock, just pump it straight into the – As much as Missouri doesn't fit into the SEC and it's been a really weird marriage, Yeah, the, the Big Ten has that with Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah. Neither one of them fit at all. It's, it's a – that Minnesota Illinois game at eleven o'clock on a Saturday. Well, I'll give you morning. that one. Oh, even, just put like. it right there and just let it course through my seventeen to thirteen bad football until the fourth quarter. I mean, is it is it really an eleven a.m. college football Saturday if nope. we're not getting Minnesota and Wisconsin? No, Minnesota Wisconsin's a good game. That's, that's what I mean. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> pump that straight there. Oh yes. What's the score? Thirteen to ten. It's great. Yeah, three minutes to go. Look at this. <laughs> Nobody can get to the edge. It's just awesome. And then some, suddenly they run a double reverse and somebody breaks one and it's like, ah, oh, I miss it already. No shit, I love that stuff. I, <laughs> I sit and watch it. I, and then the good Big Ten game locked in. The one where they actually score points. No, right. Iowa, Michigan, so locked in. So point but, being. But, but the point is why – but the point is that I just named four or five schools that are never making the Final Four. Never, but they could. I mean, like, so if we do, let's do the uh, the exercise the other way. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, how many teams would you bet against not making the top four in a ten year period? In the Big Ten or the SEC? Either one. We'll start. We'll do both. A bunch. 
Am oh, I, yeah. Am I, I mean, am I willing to bet against Arkansas? For example, let's use Arkansas because on the 10, I'm not – on 12, I'm yeah. not willing to bet against them because I just saw how close they got. But I'm betting against them on the 4. But on 4, no, they're never making it. Ole Miss, I'm betting against you. No offense. Don't get mad. Mississippi State, nope, betting against you right away. Right away. Boom. Out. No chance. Hell, while Saban's in Tuscaloosa, no. I'm having a hard time going, oh, yeah, A&M's a certainty. I mean, they are, but you know what I mean? No. Like, not a certainty, but like no, I, would bet, I, mean, I would bet for them, but when have they done it? All right, yeah, well, if you told me I had to bet for or against Texas A&M in a 10-year, 10, 10 four-team playoff, I'd bet against them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't feel great about it. Yeah, you wouldn't I, go impossible, but... Chase, I'd bet against Florida. Yeah. I'd bet against damn near everyone right now. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't do it against LSU because history says I'd get burned. Yeah. I wouldn't do it against Alabama or Georgia. Hell, I'd think about it with Auburn. If you told me I had to bet one way or the other, I'd probably bet against them. In a 10, in a 12 team, I'd be, all right, put my money in. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'd bet on all of them. Sure. Sure. I got to just go 10 and 2. So that's the point. So why can't somebody sit in that room and go, wait a minute? We're Minnesota. What are the chances in 10 years that we're the 11th best team in the country? Decent. Not great, but okay. What are the chances that we're in the top four? Basically zero, PJ. You have no real chance at that. Why would you not want to gamble that that one magical season, you stumbled on September the 21st at Northwestern and then you went on a run? Maybe you lost the Big Ten title game on a field goal. But you get in the playoffs, and you're nine seed Minnesota, and you go to eight seed Ole Miss in a first round game. Why would you not want that? Why would you not? To complete my point, wouldn't your student athletes rather play in that playoff game in Oxford, Mississippi, that everyone's watching, than they would play in the yeah, the Alamo Bowl? The Alamo Bowl on December the twenty eighth at four fifteen because ESPN needed something in that slot, and you play against. Kansas State or somebody, yeah. and nobody watches except for the drunk guy at the New Year's party. I mean, who? Why? If you're talking about the student athlete and the student athlete experience, if you're going to do that bullshit, and it's a bracket, how do you not live up to it? Yeah, it's, of course it's a bracket, but nine, you win in Ohio State next week. Well, nine seed Minnesota plays yeah. eight seed Ole Miss, and the winner gets number one Georgia. Yeah. Okay, right. well, who's watching that? Everybody. Yeah. Does anybody really think Minnesota is going to beat Georgia next week? No. No, but if Minnesota were to come to Oxford and knock off the SEC eight seed, you know, hey, hey, it's well, yeah. it, from a student athlete perspective, those kids would talk about that thirty years later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won a playoff game at Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing what, if you're, and from a TV standpoint, do you want to advertise on a playoff game that everyone's watching, or do you want to advertise on the Alamo Bowl? Because the only people watching bowl games, man, are just people that are just junkies. It's watch. Sure. They're just watching, but they're not. They're not engaged watching. When you watch an NFL playoff game, you're locked in. You're kind of in it. Second quarter, every possession matters, right? Yeah. You're watching the Alamo Bowl, and they turn it over on that. Whatever. Yeah. I. I don't even remember. You literally wake up the next day, and someone goes, "Who played in that game last night that you watched?" I. I don't know. Yeah. Purdue, I think maybe. Purdue, Tennessee played a great Music City Bowl game. They did. Had that game been a playoff game in Knoxville, holy shit, we'd still be talking about it. Yeah. Point being, and we'll say this, probably have to come back after the break to finish the conversation. 
Staples writes that on Monday. Okay. And then, or it's on Saturday. Then on Monday, does this. And look, I guess my question to you as I read this is, is this really likely? Because it seems far-fetched, but college football is changing. I mean, it's going to be much different in 10 years. Staples comes back. Upon further review, perhaps I emphasized the wrong end game. I was considering what gave the SEC the best chance to win the national title, but that was silly. The SEC already has a great chance to produce a national champion, regardless of the system. Mm -hmm. What I hadn't considered was that the SEC, after spending the past year supporting a format that would have given other leagues some of what they wanted or needed, might simply stop worrying about the other leagues altogether. Sankey seems mad enough to do that. A 12-team college football playoff may benefit the SEC more than a 14-team college football playoff, but what might benefit the SEC even more? Not a college football playoff, an SEC playoff. There's an, this is not a suggestion that SEC break away from other leagues. The suggestion is simply that they host their own playoff system and then tell the other leagues, hey, if you want to play our winner at the end, feel free. You figure out your own system. Sure. Did something change? Yeah, he talked to Greg. Or somebody in that office. What I feel like, that wasn't just out of the blue. Hey, yeah, you, you know, know what? I'm going to come back You know to what that. we could do, Andy? We're going to have 16 teams here soon. That's what he says. He goes. He, he follows it up. The SEC teams can still play non-conference regular season games against teams from other conferences. Sure. But come the postseason, the 16-team SEC, remember in Oklahoma and Texas are on the way, could stage its own six- or eight-team tournament. Uh-huh. Quarterfinals would be played on campus. The semifinals would be played on campus. Atlanta, New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, or Miami could fight over who hosts the final, uh-huh. which would kick off at 7 o'clock on January the 1st. An SEC championship game? That is correct, yeah. yes. Yeah, sure. Basically where the Sugar Bowl date currently is. Because mm-hmm. the Sugar Bowl is tied to the SEC, whatever sure. wherever the hell y'all want. Yeah. If the other nine FBS conferences in Notre Dame wanted to stage their own tournament in a manner of their choosing, they could. It would make a lot less money than a tournament that included the SEC, but <laughs> they would still the, make a lot of money. That's the measuring contest where there's not much competition. If that tournament happened to culminate with a 4 o'clock kickoff in the Rose Bowl on January 1st, even better. And if that champion of that tournament happened to play the champion of the SEC tournament on the Monday night following the final weekend of the NFL regular season – then that's more money for everybody. Yeah. He talked to Greg. Of course. Or somebody. Or someone Charlie in Charlie or somebody. Yeah, yeah somebody. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Interesting thought. Who said, hey, it's an end game? All they have to do is call Disney and go, y'all want to televise this? Yep. Done. So you're offering me an Alabama Ole Miss quarterfinal? I'll sure. take it. Yeah, why not? We get the Birmingham market by itself, so yeah, we're good. <laughs> I mean, that's how they kind of look at it. So we get a Tennessee-Oklahoma quarterfinal? Yeah, we're in. Sure. Yeah. What time y'all want to play that? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Alabama-Oklahoma semi? Done. Done. Of course. Yeah. And then we'll take our Alabama-Georgia final, and we'll yeah. do that too. Sure, whatever. We and then the Alabama plays Ohio State, who beat Notre Dame. Or they don't. Yeah. Oh, well, sure. But the hell with it. That's his – to me, that's his salvo more than, hey, you know, I'm not going to do this for a while. To me, it's his – you do know we have the power here. And then I'll go back to what I've been saying for a few months now, ever since summer. There's going to come a moment where – and I said this on G-Pitch yesterday, so I'll be quick. There's going to come a moment where somebody starts looking at the bottom lines. When these new TV deals get done and the SECs is exponentially higher than everyone else's, and they look around and they go, so wait a minute, Kentucky's taking home what? Arkansas's taking home what? We're getting what? We're USC and we're getting what? Compared to Mississippi State? And they go, this is untenable. 
this makes no sense. Where someone in the room goes, we should call. So I'm going to follow up on that. Got another thought. I'll come back to it after the break because th- this is actually where we'll see what we think as far as what the what the relevance is to this moving forward. But first, podcast brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's 662-638-3159 or nespark.com. Phone service, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender if you need that as well. So for the best internet in Lafayette County, again, it's 662-238-3159. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver, Evan Dial, built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, with two sand rings, one grass ring, and miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations for its future. Along with owners Ben and Hillary Craddock, Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, or sales, please contact Bowers at BowersCone, the number one, at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. And don't forget, we're brought to you by BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use, cool, fun way to bet, no third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at ProThrow.com. We know it's hard to find quality shrimp away from the Gulf. That's why we teamed up with New Orleans-based Prime Shrimp to offer direct deliveries to restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door. They have over 70 years of shrimp processing in New Orleans, and they developed a new standard in cooking convenience, and they're easy-to-cook pouches. They're perfect for those shrimp lovers hesitant to cook at home. Shop some signature season, French Quarter Alfredo at PrimeShrimp.com. We've also got a new flavor coming from Louisiana Boil. And always a money-back guarantee. Use code MPW for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that is PrimeShrimp.com. So, uh, I guess my last thought on this is, was that getting Andy to float a threat, or was it serious? Because it also could be, hey, like, look, you really want to do this. And, it's both. Okay. It's both. 
I'm telling you, there's like, and given what's going on in the world, this is the wrong word to say, but there's kind of like the nuclear option for the SEC. Where you can go, okay, we'll start poaching people. I mean, they can put the word out pretty quietly. You want to join, join. Look at the money. And again, Disney signs up on that right away. Who signs up for the ACC tournament? Raycom come back? The Daves. I mean, who jumps (laughs) on that? The SEC, people forget this. They're about to add two major brands. Forget the football. Forget how good or bad Texas is or whatever. Screw all that. Two major brands joining the league. Huge audiences. That's joining the league, man. The inventory gets much deeper. So it's, I think it's Sankey with both a threat and a promise. Hey, this would be on the table. Right? If you're sitting there in Destin. We and, can do it. If you're sitting there in Destin in May and everybody's like, hey, you know, cocktail hour's not for a couple hours. While we're still drinking coffee here real quick. Disney said they'd pay X for an SEC four-team tournament. We'd still get our bowl revenue. You know? Have an SEC East championship game and an SEC West championship game and the two winners meet in Dallas or wherever. Everybody would, I mean, in an eight-team thing where half the league makes a playoff, every game would be meaningful. I mean, the, the number of meaningless games in November would be reduced dramatically, which for Disney, ESPN, whatever, however you want to call them, is good news. It's one of the reasons the NFL works so well is that if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, right, if there's just a four-team playoff, your team was out in November. But because there was a playoff, like every week matters, man. If we win yeah. this week and Green Bay loses or whatever, we can get in. Well, in the we last did it spot. one Tuesday. We read the standings, and in the NFC, I read nine teams. Yeah, on the last week of the season. So every one the of Saints those, had to win and get a Rams win. Yes, yeah, so every in. one of those fan bases is engaged. You want as much engagement from fans yeah. as possible. Yeah. How I, do you do I that? watched Week 18, and I was pissed off at the Rams. If you were an Ole Miss fan, and most yeah. of the people in this audience were. And last season, you were super engaged at the end. But how much more engaged would you have been if that game in Starkville win and you're in the playoff? Lose and you're not. Oh. How much more does the country watch that game now? Because a playoff spot's on the line. And we're suddenly the people at Iowa are like, we really need Ole Miss to lose this game. Because if they lose and we beat whoever, we get in. Mm-hmm. But if they win, all of a sudden now people aren't watching – Anything but that, because we like brackets. I mean, when you sit and watch the Conference USA basketball tournament, you're only watching because the winner goes to the NCAA's. Yeah. If that game were just an exhibition, ah, screw it. I'm not watching. I'm not watching this. I'm not watching North Texas and Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the winner gets to cut nets down. I'm in. Yeah, that's last it. four minutes ago. That's who we are. So why would you not want to do that? And then I go back to be, to be repetitive, but. You can't spend your whole year talking about we care about student athlete experience, and then take like the literally they did this thing with NIL. We're worried about how NIL is impacting mental health, but we're not going to have playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're going to take that away from kids. You mean to knock you over with a feather? Sure. 
Story from on three. Give him credit. I think it's Ivan Manzel. Manzel. Okay. Mazel. 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 Okay. I'll just read the first like five paragraphs. You'll get the gist. Okay. <clears throat> You're Mark Stoops. You make Kentucky a winner. Twice in the past four seasons, your Wildcats won 10 games. It's as many 10-win seasons as Kentucky has had in the previous 102 seasons. Mm-hmm. You find talent. You develop it. You create a culture that demands accountability. rewards hard work. You're a lifer, the son of a high school coach, the brother of a college football Hall of Fame coach. And you find yourself at a crossroads. Mm. Quote, I take pride in development. I have to. We've never had the history to be able to recruit off a logo. You're Mark Stoops. You say the current state of NIL is not the coaching you signed up for. NIL is not supposed to be used as enticement. It says in the NCAA rule. It says in the state legislation. And, of course, of one recruiting year, the NIL concept has been corrupted by the recruiting industrial complex. Quote, anybody that tells you that this is not about money is a liar, Stoop said. It's not about that. The people with money, the people with boosters willing to pay money to sign players to act like that's not the case, you're a flat-out liar. Kentucky is, is the – Mark Stoops? Mark Stoops. The one that coaches at Kentucky? That is correct, Or yes. different Mark Stoops? Kentucky – is the bleeding heart upset about NIL right now? I, mean, I don't blame them getting out in front of that messaging. I, I mean, that, that's what's interesting about it to me. Is you go, hey, no, look, hey, we're, we're, we're upset. We can't compete. We're upset. We, 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 we can't get this done. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody went above their skis to their reputation more than Kentucky this past six months. I mean, this. I mean, they were painted on Mrs. Ass. Uh, I mean, <laughs> today to comment on domestic abuse, O.J. Simpson. Hey, Ivan, I got a story idea. I'm really annoyed. Can you write this? I mean, the pushback suddenly against NIL is... Other coaches still griping as well. Uh, Kirk Ferens, David Shaw. Mm-hmm. That might be it. I don't see anybody else quoted in the story. Just scrolling. It's it's just a new world. I mean, we're going to talk about Matt Luke in a little while. I mean, if you, if you talk, I will say this in defense of Stoops. If you talk to coaches right now, they'll 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 tell you that they already fear that it's not that the players are getting stuff. It's that it's. It's just out of control. The NCAA comes out with that boilerplate statement that they're looking into the well-being of NIL and how it's being used simply because I think it was The Athletic came out with that story detailing all the specifics of how crazy it has gotten in multiple schools, including Tennessee. Yeah. And they saw that and went, ah, hell, okay, here. Well, yeah, I mean. But they knew it anyway. And then they say something when the story comes out, like, give me a break. You know, but they're – they're so disorganized and they're so dysfunctional and they're so disillusioned at the NCAA that I'm not positive what they know. I mean, those are people that walk around telling each other how great they are and keep the circle really tight. Yeah, sure. And if you close yourself off to all outside criticism, you don't hear it. I mean, we know people who do that. Yeah, sure. They don't hear it. It's because they they function better that way. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so when the story gets written, they're like, oh, well, I guess we have to at least act concerned. I think they're genuinely going to hammer somebody. And I've talked to people who think the same thing. Kentucky would be on the short list of easy targets. 
So it was kind of smart on Stoops' part to get out in front of that. You go, I, I mean, is it plausible deniability in some way? Well, too? sure. You come back and go, hey, well, look, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, look, there might be concerns that, hey, guys have been promised things that by outside entities that they couldn't control. I mean, Mark Stoops cannot control every Kentucky fan. No, 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 sure. I mean, that's not realistic. And that happens everywhere, well, every well, year. Yeah. Happens at Ole Miss I'm saying. this year. Yeah. yeah. Ole Miss can't control every person who's out there making promises on NIL. Mm-mm. And it wasn't supposed to be – now, we all knew it would get this place. I, that's the part that blows me away is that it wasn't supposed to be a recruiting inducement. You knew it was going to be. It a was always going to be. That's the dumbest thing in yeah, the world. How did? But it makes you wonder. Did no one ever sit in the room and go, "Guys, the moment that we go to this place, it's going to become a recruiting inducement." I think that they, here's what I think though was interesting. I think they thought it would simply bring a lot of stuff into the light, but it wouldn't at all change the power dynamic of who recruits who, and it has completely widened the gap between like six and everybody else. Yeah. Ole Miss actually got harmed by it, which I thought they would just stay in their same place. I thought it would be completely equal. But yeah. Ole Miss, Arkansas State, Kentucky, pick your school, hell, Florida. They all have gotten hurt because, I mean, Ole Miss, is, it's not just because Kippen doesn't want them. I mean, they, they've had literally zero shot, barring something strange, at a top 75 football player. That's never been the case no. before in history. No, it's a great point. Let me look at the schools in the SEC that really jumped on transfer portal. It's Ole Miss. It's South Carolina. Florida and LSU. Florida, LSU, Arkansas. Yeah, those five. When those are schools that are going, hey, we we don't – Here's the We're L- doing it this way. LSU doesn't have the NIL money to do the five-star kid. They mm-hmm. don't have it. It doesn't exist. Not 12 of them like they used to do. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, it's created a different – What it's done is it's shook the power structure. It's made some programs suddenly powerful and taken power away from others. I mean, everyone talks about Alabama. Alabama's going to take a step down in, in, with NIL. Across the roster, building oh, yeah. a deep roster. I keep getting asked this. I have no idea why Ole Miss did not move the game up today. I know State did. I I, I don't know. I got nothing. Um, Ole Miss typically does not do that. They do not like moving games earlier in the Well, it's possible Arkansas State couldn't make it on short yeah. notice. You plan these trips ahead of time. Yeah, I, I got nothing. You know, I don't I don't know. Literally could be as simple as we couldn't get the buses ready by 8 in the morning. <laughs> we told kids they were going to go to class until 11. Okay, sorry. Yeah. It is what it is. Guys, I mean, have, I don't, guys have tests. I don't yeah. know. It could be anything. State is better about better. Better is not even the right word because Ole Miss plays all of its games. State is quicker to move a game than Ole Miss is. Sure, with the same weather in the same place. But I mean, what whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, they're gonna play eventually. They'll get it done. This Arkansas State game today is not changing the trajectory <laughs> no. of anything. I mean, I have a hard on. time. I have a hard time like feeling emotions about baseball games get rained out. That happens. This won't be the last baseball game that gets. Pushback. This is an inside baseball thing that you're probably going to go, who? No, because he he's actually a former Cub, so I think you want to this. Why the hell is Alan Dunn the pitching coach at Arkansas State? He was at LSU forever as their pitching coach, and know. he was with the Cubs back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell is he doing at Arkansas State? I guess his career took a little hit and needed a job. 
one of the most respect. I'm just I went to their website to make sure Tommy Raffo was still their head coach. I thought he was, and it said one of the most respected pitching minds in college baseball. Dunn joined the Arkansas State baseball program as its pitching coach on August 24th, 2021. Maybe he and Raffo are buddies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just read it. And I went some bitch. I don't know. He's originally from Gaston, Alabama. Went to UAB. Yeah. Played at Alabama. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just felt like it. Yeah, he was the Cubs minor league pitching coordinator Mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Also the pitching coach for the Iowa Cubs back in the day. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. I didn't get off. I just, I saw that and went, huh, interesting. Uh, Congress is not capping this thing. I'll be stunned if that's the route. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Congress is a little busy right now. And how do you, yeah. How do you, Uh, how do you justify capping it? I mean, how do you how do you explain that? And the NCAA can't actually come out and make a ton of rule changes either. So it, it's well, it, not just like overnight. It just sort of is what it is. Yeah. So they're going to hammer somebody and make people. Hey, you, you have to do this paperwork. And frankly, that's if we're being completely honest. That's what this is. You're about. never going to stop recruiting inducements because look. There's black market. Like you just, it, you're just not stopping it. No matter what, you're not stopping that. But now people are some some people are doing it with this promise of yeah. You're gonna, so what, what what I think is 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 pissing people off is that there are people that are doing the hey we're making promises of nil money and then it doesn't come. Well, hundred percent. And that's the next cycle. That's the next. That's the next correction in this as kids leave. And, and there are a lot of people says I was promised money that I didn't get. And there's a segment of people that, and it, I mean, I, I know this sounds bass backwards, but it's the way it is because I, I actually know some of these people and nothing bad, like whatever people spend their money, however they want to. There are people who would much rather pay black market, old school recruiting mm-hmm. than come out publicly and say, Hey, I'm paying this kid in IL. Yeah. I mean, again, whatever, but that, that well, does exist. You're the car dealer in Mobile. Ask me how I know. You're the car dealer in Mobile that is a big Alabama fan. Mm-hmm. If you do a big car deal with a big NIL deal with Alabama, well, if you don't do one with Auburn, is the Auburn fan in Mobile or in Baldwin County, is he as apt to go to, or she, to go to your uh, your dealership anymore? No. Kind of not. And so now you got to do one with both. And if you're like, well, I don't really want to do one with both. I just wanted to give money to the left tackle at Alabama. It's just easier for me just to give him money. And then I'll cook my books a little bit. Or what I'll do, because this is what they do, I'll give him a car through a cousin. Yes. They'll actually file the... All the paperwork's good. All the paperwork's good, and they just won't make the payment. Or... Every single month, as crazy as this sounds, someone will go give yes. the cousin the seven, exact amount seven hundred and sixty-two dollars to make that car payment, yes. and he makes it. And the books are clean. And the books are clean. And so, if someone digs into it, like, hey, Billy Johnson bought this Dodge, filed the credit thing right here, the whole deal here. Yeah, hey. he bought this Camaro. Yeah, here's the paperwork. Have at it. Yeah. What did what happened to the car? I'm not. We don't know. We don't control. Not my that. problem. And Billy. Billy makes the payment every month. Oh, he gifted it to a football yeah. player. He's known him since he was a kid. Yeah. Let me do. Is it fishy? Yeah. Is it an NCAA violation? Nope. nope. It's legal. Do we know what it is? Of course. Can we do anything about it? Not a damn thing. 
uh, I saw in the thread that they said players were suspended one game, um, maybe three of them, something like that. Oh, okay. And then Chris McIntosh, the AD at Wisconsin. I, I mean this hypothetically, as Avery says. I mean, the, yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't this, is, this is not something that I'm This citing. is a plot to a book we're working right. on. Like, right. hey, this hypothetically. Is, this is, yeah, no idea. So... <laughs> I hate statements that don't that either don't say anything or we all because look, Howard was more in the wrong, but you can't say this with a straight face about the assistant coach and the players for Wisconsin. Like they they did also participate in this. Yes, I mean one guy did the wrestling suck it thing. Like like yeah. there's stuff going on here. In McIntosh's statement today, we've received and read the rulings the Big Ten's handed down in regard to the incident that occurred at the Kohl Center on Sunday. Needless to say, there's no blah 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 blah. Neither Coach Guard nor his staff had any intent to provoke or incite any of what took place. I want to commend those on our staff and student-athletes who were trying to de-escalate the situation. Uh, well, and, oh, there were, and there were some. There were some. It was not all-encompassing, no. however. It got handled. Yeah. He considers the $10,000 fine from the Big Ten to be a Wisconsin fine, not a Greg Guard fine. Sure. And athletics will resume the responsibility for paying said fine. Okay. Yeah, of course. I have no problem with that. It's fine. Yeah. It look, he got handled the way it did. The people that were like, he should lose his job. No, no he shouldn't. But he, he had to get punished. You can't you can't as the head coach of a Big Ten basketball Set program get angry and let that anger become a physical act. Yeah. You our, just can't. Our program is in the midst of a race for the Big Ten championship. It's my hope that we can focus now to our game at Minnesota on Wednesday. Let's get Minnesota Wisconsin hoops. There you go. It's not even football, it's hoops. No, look, Big Ten hoops are pretty good. They are. No, mm-hmm. damn good. Everybody can say what they want. Big Ten hoops are good. Yeah. So, oh, podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They're on South Lamar in Oxford. They're also on the square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. And they deliver locally in Oxford every single day. Look, take advantage of that. That is for free. As well as MedSync. The food prescription is the same day each month. So you have what you need when you need it. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. And you have everything you need with GNM. So, again, on South Lamar, 662-236-2222. Brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only uh, two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Uh, warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE. 20 at checkout for uh, your purchase. Uh, we're brought to you by Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Promo code REBELGROVE for 25% off everything at Dead Soxy. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical contr- contr- uh, control systems solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop that can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for more than... Uh, almost 75 years for engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Lamonsfinejewelry.com or 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Same great products, same great services, same people, just different names. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer. 
662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, 662-429-4429 for Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team where you can um, get in touch with them and they'll conduct a complimentary no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. So, uh, as we talked about at the top, Matt Luke stepping down from Georgia yesterday. Um, obviously, spent a couple seasons with the Bulldogs as the offensive line coach. Uh, I know a lot of people have asked this question. I've talked. I haven't talked to Matt, um, but I've talked to a lot to of people. People who have. Yeah, he is not sick. There's no illness related to this. He um, probably a little burned out. Getting home, spent some time with his family. Harrison and Cooper growing up. Yeah, get away from me. Only in yeah. middle school once. It's it's it's. Um, you know, I get it. Oh, 100%. And he's working at one of those programs that is relentless. It's just constant. That's people like, that's what I want it to be. Okay, yeah, I get it. But people burn out. This, you hear more and more college coaches. I saw Pete say this on the board yesterday. And Pete interacts with more college coaches than we do. And I know my share of them, and they all say the same thing that this is fast becoming a young man's game. Mm-hmm. If you are a guy that wants to be a family guy, you want to be a dad, this job gets hard. might be easy when you have just infants at home or whatnot, but when you want to go see your kids' baseball games or football games, stuff like that, this constant around-the-clock recruiting, and that's what the transfer portal has become because not only are you recruiting elsewhere – you're having to recruit inside your building at all times. Kids can leave. I mean, I mean, it is a simple process for a kid to get in the portal. So you're always recruiting your own guys. It just becomes constant. There's some burnout. I think Matt's talked about this for a couple of years. He uh, he obviously has a buyout money coming from Ole Miss. I don't blame him. I mean, might get back in it, might not. Yeah, I don't know. But I had several years where I had an assured income, and I could kind of take a breath and see so what I wanted to do. Some other things. Yeah, some other opportunities. Knowing when it's time to step away is a skill. A lot of people don't sure don't either feel like they can or. Have the ability to mentally do that. How old are his boys? Harrison's what, eighth grade? Uh, ninth grade? No, but uh, he went through confirmation last year. It's probably seventh grade-ish, seventh, eighth grade. I mean, these are kind of fun years, and they get away fast. Yeah. And you miss a lot of that stuff. And I know people that are football junkies and sports junkies don't get it. That's fine. You don't have to. That's cool. It's all good. And there are people that go, I'll do anything for money and whatever. Well, at some point you have enough. Some people. Some people don't. People are wired different ways. Um, the Ole Miss baseball schedule on the internet has the game changed to 1 o'clock tomorrow. So I would assume that it knows what it's talking about. 
quick aside there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they weren't playing today. You could look at the weather and the radar. The radar, if you look at the radar, they're not playing today. Not at 4 o'clock. I mean, no shot at 4 o'clock today. No, they could have played at noon today, and it would have been touch and go. Probably would have gotten it in, but they weren't playing at 4 o'clock today. There wasn't. The people who were trying, if, if anybody was trying to make that suspenseful, <laughs> a, a radar gave that, eliminated that suspense. It's going to be raining at 4 o'clock. It's going to rain till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock tonight. Yes. It's a massive front. You can just see it. I mean, you could build a dome. Get that built by 4 o'clock, you could play. Put a lot of money in, but a dome feels expensive. What? I mean, I'm trying to decide whether to take the bait and the thread here. Our buddy Chet. Number one, he is a great dude. It's true. Number two, all he did was take a job he was offered. That's true. Did he lobby for the job? Sure. Did people around him lobby for the job? Sure. If if it was a mistake to hire Matt Luke, Ole Miss made the mistake. Yeah, of course. I mean, you had a weak ass with chan- Matt with Orgeron. You had a weak ass chancellor who who was trying to hang on to his job and did what he did, and you had an AD who. Frankly, he knew. I think Ross knew he wasn't at Ole Miss much longer, and Ross was like, "I'm whatever." I mean, Ross could have taken a stand and said, "I'm stepping down if I can't do my job," but mm-hmm. it worked out for Ross. So is what it is. And then the third part is NIL's not forcing coaches to abandon jobs. It's just recruiting's gotten harder. You work around the clock, and there is such a thing as burnout. And you get to a point where you're burned out. And he can get back in it if he wants to. Oh, yeah, he can find a job. I mean, he could find a job coaching at any point. Might not be a great, high-paying, big-time job, but Ole Miss owes him about $8 million. He's going to get that money. So he's got – they can be able to pay the bills. Be all right. He wants to be a dad. He wants to be there for his kids. I can respect that. And he has the resources to do it, so I respect it. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean the people that are act- making it some sort of criticism of him, I don't get it. I think he's a head coach again. Probably not. I mean, unless he were to. Drop to me. Uh, drop a level. Do something to just take yeah, a job. I, you know, I don't know. Who knows? He's, he's got – he's highly thought of in the business by a lot of people. I, I don't know. Kind of doubt it. I mean, I'm going to guess he's got some other kind of business opportunities that are out there. Knows a lot of people. Who knows? Mm-hmm. He can get back in it, though. Yeah, sure. He could pick up the, he could pick up the phone and be somebody's – Offensive line coach or whatever. I'm sure he'll do some analyst work for some people and pick up a payment here and there. But I I don't know. You're going to see more you're going to see more coaches leave for the NFL in the next couple of years than you've seen in the past. 
and they won't cite it out loud, but it's about recruiting. I never even thought to ask a coach, I guess it's a Big Ten thing a little more after this Michigan-Wisconsin thing, Izzo getting asked if they should remove the handshake line after the game yesterday. I hate the handshake line. See, I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Just go shake the hands. Like, what? Like, show some accountability. You lost. Go shake the damn hands and okay. move on. Here's what I like about football. Yeah. After a football game, if you yeah. want to stay and shake hands, you can. And if you just want to go to the locker room, you can. Sure. It's not false bullshit. When you go, hey, you got to go shake their hands. Okay, what if I don't want to shake their hands? What if I don't like them? Well, sometimes you do things you don't like to do. I know. I mean, you know, know. like as a college kid, but is any, show some accountability and some maturity and go shake is, a damn hand. But is anyone harmed if you just don't? Well, but that could go for a ton of things sure. if you didn't do them in life sure. and they're not harmed. I'm not sure. you, but like, no, I mean, right. I, I, I'm just kind of playing devil's yeah. advocate. I mean, just shake the damn hand. Like, uh, that's what. I, it's one of the things I like about football. Is like after a game, you see some guys go visit with the guy that they're buddies with, that they played high school football with, or that they whatever, and sometimes they don't. I mean, if we can't trust you to go down a handshake line and not punch somebody, then we got much bigger problems. Well, than, of course. Then, I mean, you're gonna have to look at the people. Okay, but okay, you you did it though. Izzo and now look, Izzo goes dramatic here because Izzo does that's what he does. Yeah. Izzo goes dramatic. He says, to me, that would be the biggest farce, joke, ridiculous nature of anything I've ever heard of. We've already taught these poor 18-year-olds that when you're told to go to class, you don't like it, you just leave. We've already told these kids that if you're not happy, you can do something else. We've already told these kids that it's hard to hold them accountable. And then we're going to tell them not to not man up and walk down a line to someone who's kicked your butt and have enough class to shake their hand is utterly ridiculous. So if the president said it, I think he's full of it. If the best coach in America said it, I think that gets me more than this incident. Tom Izzo last night. Yeah. He said it would just be an excuse to avoid another teachable moment. Oh. Well. Not shaking hands. That's typical of our country right now. Instead of solving the problem, let's make an excuse and let's see if we can just, instead of confronting and demanding that it changes, let's eliminate it so we don't have those problems. Let's just try to do that. Nice. <laughs> kind of feel like, I kind of feel like the Alonzo Morning gift where it's like... <laughs> okay. Yeah, he follows it up with, obviously, that's not happening here. So if some team doesn't want to shake hands, you're going to see 15 of my guys walk down and shake air. We're going to shake air, and I'm going to shake air, and then we're going to leave. Yeah. So, fair enough there. So. <sighs> Baseball shakes hands at college on Sundays. You don't during the middle of the series, but you do at the end of the series. Right. You shake your own guys' hands on Friday and Saturday. You shake their hand on Sunday. Yeah, and the pros never do it. Yeah. I assume it's back. Maybe they didn't shake hands during COVID. I don't know. But typically, that's a thing. In the NBA, they do it at the end of a series in the postseason. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like everybody yeah. does the thing. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, so, no baseball today. Um, stuff at RealGrove.com. A couple things coming there soon as uh, as well. Be back in the morning. Baseball tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Arkansas State. So, uh, well, if you have a wonderful day, we'll talk to you again tomorrow.